0: This week on the Thrawncast, Leia arrives on Hanager, and Han meets the mysterious commander, Garmbale Iblis. Gather around and listen to Storyteller 3PO Nogri Kids. It's time for the Thrawncast. Governor Price, these rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem?
1: I need someone who sees a bigger picture.
2: The Empire is getting better at anticipating our moves.
1: I underestimated the
3: commander. The previous attacks were clumsy. But this
4: one was swift. Precise. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics. But their history. Philosophy, art. Grand Admiral Thrawn.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Thrawncast. I'm your host, Nancy, and today we're discussing chapters 9 through 12 of Dark Force Rising. Joining me on this legendary journey are my co-hosts, Brian. Hello. Matthew. Hello.
1: <laughs> Amanda.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a trap. And Tyler. Hi. So, we have a new clip of Thrawn from the upcoming episode of Rebels. And it looks really good. And I'm not going to talk about it in depth because we'll talk about it more on the episode next week. But um, it looks like Thrawn is up to his Thrawny self of um, trapping Rebels. And I'm really looking forward to it. He's a
2: stone cold bastard and I love it.
0: Yes. <laughs> Someone suggested on TFN um, that, um, which is the Force.net boards, for those of you who don't know, um, that that, um, they should insert the um, mistake versus error conversation from Heir to the Empire, have a version of that. Uh And I was like, yes, do that, please. That would be great. It's a
2: good speech.
0: It is. And it's very Thrawn and... Something that they would do.
2: It's a good speech, Brant. <laughs> <laughs> They're good
4: speeches, Brant.
0: <laughs> oh yes. So this week we're on chapters nine through twelve, and our episode title is Luke is not in these chapters.
2: So in other words, so Nancy's that's the episode. done. Goodbye, Nancy's everybody. done for the rest of the show. <laughs>
0: Goodbye. <laughs> no. <laughs> we got There's there's a good good chapters. I'm just you know putting it out there, right. Luke is not in these chapters, <laughs> uh, so we start chapter nine with Oh uh, Kabarach. Uh, have we decided how we say his name?
2: I'm saying Kabirach.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. Frogging your You need
4: you need a little more phlegm in the throat. <laughs> there you a, go.
0: Do say Akbar saying it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, now I can't. <laughs>
1: Kamarok! <laughs>
0: <Cabrack, Cabrack,
1: laughs> <Cabrack. laughs> um, oh God. Um that
0: note, Kabarak, let's call him just K. Yeah. K-Man. K-Man arrives at Endor, and um he uh and Leia have a conversation about going to Honegar and who's gonna go. Um he says three PO can come as along with their sensor equipment. Um and he ends up allowing Chewie to go with them to Honiger, understanding that he's under a life debt to Leia and her unborn children, kind of showing how the Nogri are similar to Wookiees in that respect. Um, but,
3: you realize this makes no sense.
0: I mean, probably. That the not. Nogri
3: are aware of Wookiee culture. Shh, shh. Like that. Well, no, the Nogri, agree, who I are like, barely a spacefaring people. Um, The Wookiees who are not a revered culture in the Empire which the Nogari serve. There is no reason other than plot for them to know this.
4: I just assumed that Kavarok sort of uh, intuited the life debt based on their own culture. Like I don't I don't think he knew necessarily specifically about the Wookiee life debt, just that he he got what was going on. So
2: like Worf would love both the Nogri oh, and the Wookiees, right? They they're, they're so species much honor with honor. <laughs> so
4: much honor. <laughs> especially
3: especially the Wookiees like Chewie's bandolier and Worf's thing on insignia. It's very similar.
4: You're okay, with can honor. Can I just, can oh I my just God break in for a second and say that I really object to Chewie's characterization in these chapters. He acts like a, a mindless animal.
0: Yeah. And
4: I'm I I don't like that. I I feel like he's more I like in control. Like I, here it's okay, but later on when like Kavarock like literally has to shoot him. Yeah. To like keep him
2: from blowing the whole thing. This is a thing throughout Legends. They they don't know look, what to do. Really with throughout Star Wars expanded Literature. Yeah. No one knows what to do with Chewie. That's
0: why they killed him. <laughs>
2: yeah, and <laughs> I, I feel like the first author I've read that actually figured it out to some degree was Chuck Wendig in yeah. *Life Debt*. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I like that Chuck he brought
1: very brought many good things to the Star Wars.
0: Yes, I like that Chewie is um has a temper and and he's not because I know because a lot of times they try to like. Portray him as a family dog, basically, like right.
4: yeah, 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 and that's not good either.
0: Yeah, I mean he he will rip people's arms out of his sock- their sockets when oh, he's mad, you, but he's not going to be super like he's he's going to listen to Leia if Leia tells him. Yeah, song.
2: and uh, so yeah, many authors that
0: Leia abuses
3: for a while that you know he really doesn't have to.
2: Yeah, and you, you know <laughs> he doesn't you're right.
3: Have a choice.
2: So many authors kind of they either portray Chewie as the family dog or. A deranged mountain lion <laughs> on three yeah. gallons of espresso.
4: Yeah. And like Zahn is mostly pretty good with Chewy, I feel. But yeah. here, especially, you know, later on where, where he's about to blow their whole thing, like that just that that just didn't sit well with me. I I Chewy deserved better. <laughs> yeah.
3: I have a feeling that if we were if we could if we're in Chewie's head at that point, if we were really getting his point of view, we might not think that because i'm sure he's just being like super crazy fiercely overprotective
4: well sure i mean i get that but i mean like because
3: we don't get any of that we only get the violence that is a result of that (laughs) it looks less authentic
4: i don't know it's like in what like scenario does chewie like look at that situation and think like you know throwing a temper tantrum is the right way to go
0: yeah Oh,
3: I think his his actual thought is, "I'm going to murder this guy. Then I'm going to turn this ship around, and we're getting the blank out of here." I, mean, I don't know, it sounds I a little guess. like
2: Han Solo
0: in a way, there, <laughs> right? Like, just let me murder this guy, and then we're going to be good. Yeah, I like. I do like Leia's reflection that Chewie will disobey any order he doesn't like. <laughs> right. <laughs> that that seems very very right on character. Um. And I also thought it was interesting, the description of the life debt, considering what we've gotten in the new canon, um, which seems like completely opposite of how it was portrayed in the old canon, where it was Chewie owing a life debt to Han. Now it almost seems that Han owes a life debt to Chewie. Um, I feel like
4: maybe that's sort of like... I sort of got... And correct me if I'm wrong, because my... My reading of of Life Debt was a little while ago, but, like, it seemed almost like, in Han's mind, at least, that had sort of shifted over the years. Like, it had started out as Chewie's life debt to Han, but then, like, over the years, you know, Chewie had, you know, become so close a friend, and and Chewie, you know, saved Han's life so many times. It's a mutual
0: life debt, maybe. Yeah,
4: now Han felt indebted to him.
0: Yeah. I'm... It's one of the reasons I'm interested in the Han Solo movie is to see, actually see how that relationship began and, you know, what what the Life Dead actually means.
2: And again, let's just plug the Aftermath trilogy by Chuck Wendig here because <laughs> we all really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, It's good stuff.
3: It is. Life Dead was a very good book. Yes. So I, I need Empire's End in my life
0: right now. God, yes. yes. <laughs> so um, they I – mean, They decide to... uh, Well, so they let Chewie come on the ship, and they end up going off to Hanager, which will take a few days. Um, When they get there, however, our Star Destroyer is in orbit. Uh,
2: Ah, snap!
0: Leia thinks they've been sold out. This is when Chewie snaps and almost kills Kabarak, which we, you know, don't really like. Um, But Kabarak manages to stun him at the last second. Um, he promises Leia he did not betray them and says they must answer the calm and check in, or they'll raise suspicions. Which because you know, duh yeah so of course. yeah
4: Chewie come on All right, sorry,
0: yeah <laughs> I, I I agree with that. Um, they have they have to change their plans to land in the city um, because Thrawn <gasps> has arrived to hold a meeting with the clan dynasts. Um, so instead, they land in Cabirax's home, a small village on the edge of the Clean Land, and they will wait there until Thrawn leaves. Um, conveniently, they're both there at the same time, and I, because of course, yeah, plot. Yes, because plot. So we switch to Paleon's point of view, which he is just I so grumpy. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love how bored he is.
0: He's like, uh, like it's really like a perfect
4: like imperial like state of mind too. He's like, oh, these primitives.
0: Yeah. He's like, do we ha- do I have to sit here and listen to these guys drone on about their loyalty? Like well, I
4: love the line where he's like, like he was sure that like Thrawn like had good reason for sitting through all this nonsense. Yeah. But like, he's, you know, starting to get really bored.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Lieutenant Tishel, you'll remember him from the last book, the guy who yelled out like a cattle, they were in a cattle market. <laughs> uh, he approaches with news about an approach. Whispering. Yeah, whispering.
1: Because <laughs> he learned his he, lesson. He
0: has, you know, that, that was actually good characterization because it shows. Yeah,
4: good good character growth. Yeah. Lieutenant Tishel learning and growing.
0: And, you know, also shows Thrawn's <laughs> leadership that they sca- scares their pants off. <laughs> um, so he approaches with news about an approaching ship that took a while to check in before landing see Chewie look what happened um, because Thrawn has said they have to check out on anything abnormal because anything that's abnormal is something that Thrawn can exploit um, he says that they must investigate the ship because the person on board was one of the nogri assigned to kidnap Leia on Kashyyyk they want to know why he's avoiding them, so Thrawn orders them to go to his village to welcome him, which I think is the worst welcome wagon ever. Yeah. Like, welcome Does- is such a relative term. Yeah, it right?
4: doesn't bode well And it's like, for anyone.
0: This is something that um, Thrawn in Rebels seems very polite, and that's one of the things I like about him. He'll kill you with politeness, and this is very much like that. Like, well, we're going to go to the village and welcome him home after a month and see what he's doing like. (laughs) He's very civilized. And this is one of those times when I feel it's less driven by the plot to have Thrawn go there because I mean, it's very logical that one of the Nogri who went to Kashyyyk and failed on their mission comes back. Of course Thrawn is going to want to talk to them and find out. Really? Oh, sure.
4: Happen. I mean, Thrawn being there at the same time and Chewie yeah. throwing a tendr- temper tantrum are like you know sort of more plot driven. Yeah. But like Thrawn wanting to to debrief, uh, Kabarak, it totally makes sense. Yeah.
0: So moving on to Chapter Ten, a Kabarak ship lands near the village. Leia is worried about attracting attention on whether or not they can trust the people in the village. Uh, but Kabarak assures her that you know everyone there can be trusted. Uh, they wait for Kabarak. Honor. Yes, honor. They wait for Kabarak to talk to the Matrac well, and but Chewie runs back aboard the ship for reasons we'll find out later. Um, I really love Leia's sass to 3PO when he's talking about customs and traditions of the Nobri <laughs> and how yeah. like he seems like they're very primitive and then Leia's like the High Court of Alderaan had a royal hierarchy, too, 3PO. <laughs> and who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah.
2: I love it when Leia sasses 3PO. I, I love know. it so much.
0: Yes. Hello, she turns and anyone on sasses 3PO. Leia a couple
3: times in this chapter, and it's always delicious when she turns on the Princess Leia. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: they go and talk to the Matrak, who is the leader of this village. Um, Leia gets sassy again. About her yelling at Leia, and she says, "Is that the way you speak to the heir of the Dar- of Darth Vader?" And I love how yeah, Leia literally just uses it to her advantage. See, this is, is why Leia—how you speak to the Malachorish.
3: I mean, she's just like so imperious, and
2: <laughs> this is why Leia is a Slytherin. She is totally a Slytherin. <laughs> Yeah.
4: Well, and I love this line that you've highlighted, uh, Nancy, it's her internal monologue. She's not even saying this, but she's thinking she was the daughter of their Lord Darth Vader. And there were certain discourtesies that such a person should not put up.
0: With. I know. It's so great.
4: Like It's <laughs> great. And I love the fact that that's her internal monologue.
0: Yeah, I love the like, fact oh, that wait. it's
4: not even a front that she's putting on. No. She's like genuinely offended.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I like, love. am supposed to be a princess. I here. love that she hates. She both simultaneously hates that Darth Vader is her father, but will use it to her advantage. Because again, yeah. Slytherin,
3: super yeah. Slytherin. Yeah, yeah. like this, I detest this this caped bastard, but I am. Yeah, I'm going to claim him because it means I rule you. Her
0: um, <laughs> her attitude here reminded me a lot of how she was in Bloodline. Um, yes. You know,
3: goodbye, Carice.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> still um, my favorite.
0: The other line that I love in here was when it's just 3PO hated being yelled at, to which I'm like, <laughs> shouldn't he be used to that by now? Because good really God. Should. <laughs> I mean, he needs she, to make an
3: adjustment in his programming, if that still offends him after all these years. <laughs>
0: I mean, there is. In in the middle of Empire Strikes Back, she turns to him, him and yells, shut up! <laughs> so yeah, he should totally be used to that by now. Um, Chewie bursts inside and says that the Imperials are coming from the city. The Matrak agrees to hide them, at least for now. Um, they go to the Bakehouse um, because Leia figures out they need a heat source to keep the Imperials from detecting their heat signatures, um, while 3PO and the the sensor equipment, the Noguri is going to hide them among their contamination droids. Uh, So Thrawn and Paleon arrive at the village. Uh, Thrawn questions Kabarak about where he's been the past month. Kabarak says he had to meditate on his failures and came to the village instead of the city so he could speak with the Matroc about his meditations, which seems... Like a very logical answer. Um but of course Thrawn is suspicious because Yeah, that's I mean, what it's he logical, is. but
4: it's also it's also very like where were you? Uh, I um meditating. Yeah. Definitely right? meditating. <laughs> For a
0: month. Convenient that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Um so um he believes Cabark is lying about where he's been and, uh, but doesn't believe He'd bring anything to Hanuger with him because it's too close knit to keep secrets. <laughs> oh, Thrawn. that's interesting because
4: it like <laughs> it sort of betrays a fundamental misunderstanding of the Nogri people. Yeah, these in, like Thrawn is supposed to be like this, you know, expert on alien cultures. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yet he he fails. He he severely underestimates like the 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 honor, you know, Cheek. of of the Nogri.
2: C- could it actually be that Thrawn isn't infallible? Well,
0: well and I do and, like and just the... the uh, what you uh, last you week, talking about? Last you week know. we mentioned that he was wrong about where Han was going to go. That yeah. he thought Han was going to go to the Polanyi system and he ended up going to Nukov.
4: And, and they mentioned that here. Yeah. Paleon's like, you were wrong?
0: Yeah.
2: I feel like Dark Force Rising, this book, it does ultimately shape up some bad crap happening for our heroes, but... It shows a lot of chinks in Thrawn's armor as well. Mm-hmm. And we start seeing them in these last few chapters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, but I
4: do I do like how, like,
2: you know, he he totally, you know,
4: sees through Kabarak's lie right away. Which, like, makes sense, like, for that character. Like, I mean, first of all, Kabarak is, is very clearly, like, full of shit. But, like, it makes <laughs> sense that, like, even if he was, like, a much better liar than he is, it makes sense that, like... Thrawn, you know, being the master observer that he is, would see through that. And so like that sort of thing, you know, didn't bother me as much as, you know, guessing the people going back and forth. I'm never gonna let that go.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um I, I I like that they show that he's wrong. Um, because even though, you know, he's he's awesome and I, I I think it's easier to believe all his the times when he's right, when we also see him being wrong a few times.
4: Totally. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, And also, you know, it, it does show that even though his, um, you know, his, I guess, power for lack of a better word of understanding other societies and analyzing like tactics and all that generally it works, but there is a downside to it. And like, um, Fandom, you know, there's a lot of people in, uh, you know, Star Wars fandom who do, don't do like Thrawn because of this. They feel like he's too infallible, and Zahn writes him that way. Um, and I'm just, I point to all these instances in the text where I'm like, but he's not?
1: Yeah, he's wrong well, there, and, and there, and there, and there, and there.
3: It <laughs> comes from an angle. It's military. So the more tactical this assessment is, the more likely it is to be correct, right? And what he's dealing with here is Not. that which deals with social things rather than military things, and so he is less likely to get this right. Yeah.
0: Tyler, as the as the newbie, what do you think about uh, Thrawn and being wrong and like? Do, do you do you feel like he's too infallible, or do you think that there's a good there's a good balance?
1: No, I I I think that I mean it shows he has weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important, especially for a character, you know, as that's supposed to be as powerful. Yeah. Like er um
0: He's yeah, he like
1: I mean he, he's, he's 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 powerful and he knows a lot, but he doesn't know everything, and I think that's important. Yeah. To show that, because otherwise it would just be like, you know, how possibly can they defeat him? Right. He knows absolutely everything that's going to happen.
0: I think it's also Um, scarier that he's not infallible because it makes him more human. Ah, I made it funny.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Racist.
0: What? Sorry, it makes him more chissy. Which we don't know. We, we don't know that word yet, though. Of
2: all the aliens, villains, he was the most human. Oh, shut up. <laughs> what? That's two Trek references oh for me God. today.
4: Well, when I said racist, I was thinking of the line in Star Trek Six where Chekhov talks about human rights and the Klingon lady calls him a racist.
0: <laughs> yes.
4: Uh,
0: I know. That's funny. Yeah, I that's... Uh- I, now that I said the word "shiss," I'm like, yeah, we don't find out what that is until, like, years later, I think.
4: Until the the Hand of Thrawn, right? I think
0: so, yeah. Um. So Thrawn says he's going to stay on Hanager, or around Honiger, um, as long as it takes to inspire the Nogri to succeed in capturing Leia.
2: That is a terrifying statement. But all- inspire <laughs> the no Yeah,
0: right? And about them capturing leia though thrawn if you knew if you knew <laughs> right she's He's over so there. mad <laughs> she's over there <laughs> she's right there right there huh. um so uh chapter 11 we switch to han and lando um who arrive at the secret commanders or the commander's secret base um, secret he, commander's secret base. Yeah, the secret commander's <laughs> secret base. He wakes up in uh, the Lady Luck. Um, and uh, I like this uh, line. If there was one thing his years on the wrong side of the law had hammered into him, it was the knack for going from deep sleep to full alertness in the space between heartbeats. Yeah. It's very hard. <laughs> Um, I also like that because it's very similar to um, the the previous book where we found out about Luke sleeping when you know Mara was annoyed at Luke for sleeping and you know in the middle of the forest and
4: drifting in and out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like,
0: well, that he that's from the military. That's what he's learned to do.
2: They those military pilots, they got to get sleep whenever they can. Thirty yeah. minute hyperspace jumps, they sleep.
0: Yep. Although to
4: be fair, like Luke saying that he was drifting in and out makes me think of like you know the old man joke. It's like, oh no, I'm checking my eyelids for you know light <laughs> leaks. I wasn't asleep. What Listen, are you talking about?
0: He's been around Mara for a long time. He can't show any weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they um they're landing on the. Uh, the base. Uh, they learn that the dreadnought they've been flying in is named the Peregrine, which sparks Hans' memory because it's an old Karelian legend, um, it's like of like the boogeyman. Yeah,
2: there are so many great Karelian legends throughout, scattered throughout legends. The
3: seven hells. The
2: seven Karelian hells. Just, yeah, it,
3: the Karelians have all of the good mythology
0: and and the like, brandy. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and and <laughs> I and the wiren's
0: reserve. Randy. Yeah, Wyrens Reserve, yep. And um Rushcat. Um, so Lando's comment about the base was really uh funny um and prescient when he says, What is this someone's private army? Um, and I like hang on,
2: hang on. What is this? Somebody's private <laughs> army?
0: <laughs> that's the worst Lando impression. That's, don't,
2: that's really bad.
4: Don't ever
0: do that again. <laughs> um i like what is
4: this somebody's private army
0: okay let's stop now (laughs) um i like what do we have here i like hans um another snide remark about the lady luck when he says they're not uh or they're not gonna get away not in this crate anyway (laughs) again he's you know putting down lando's ship and lando's flying it's really good Lando
4: gets no respect
0: bromance bromance
1: Rodney, hello and summer. welcome to tyler's uh fanfic corner <gasps> oh
0: did i set that um, did i set that up good for you i was hoping <laughs> yeah, i was said, hoping said, uh, this was and, your pa- uh, i was hoping this was your pairing
1: yes yes um oh i'm not sure i'm not sure which one to choose there's so many there really <laughs> um, are there are so many <laughs>
4: What? There's a okay. lot of Han and Lando things? <laughs> <clears throat> Here we go. I've never guessed that.
1: Here we go. This one is dreams and misdemeanors. Um, <laughs> oh my
2: god, that's amazingly <laughs> that's, that's, horrible. Uh, that's
1: enough. That's all I need to know. <laughs> so some of the tabs are bangable human disaster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that applies to both of them.
1: <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, scum and villainy. Scheming, um, angst—that's <laughs> always an important tag. Um, and uh, um, oh no, wait! <laughs> here. Um, I mean, you had me at the title. So I mean, the, the title is good enough, honestly. <laughs> like the title and, and and the ship name is like. It's 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 all you need. So um, yeah, uh, that's been Tyler's fanfic corner.
0: Nice. You know, I I really oh, have no,
2: I just I really have to say Tyler's fanfic corner might be my favorite segment of any podcast I'm producing.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Pretty I'm good.
2: So happy.
0: <laughs> Pretty good.
1: That actually means quite a lot to me,
0: Tyler. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm I'm kind of hoping that when you eventually. Pull out the Luke and Mara fanfics. You you accidentally find some of mine.
1: <laughs> okay, hang on. I'm typing. I'm typing in Luke Mara right now.
0: No, save it. I for mean, later. I don't know. What,
1: I don't. I don't know what site that you post on. You're, you're gonna have to do a deep dive to yeah. find it.
0: Yeah, oh, I God. can help. Yeah, you can help because she knows what my fanfic name is. It's okay, not um, the one I use on Twitter
1: oh um, god okay hang on Wait. <laughs> i'm sorry okay there's a oh lot god. of luke this and is...
0: fanfic out there
1: no this is amazing i just like i found one i i, I typed in bar jade and luke Skywalker, and like <laughs> the first one to ca- <laughs> the first one to come up is um like it's one of those ones where everything is mixed so like
2: I don't understand that on Ao3. Like these gigantic, sprawling multi fandom.
1: No, this is this is like this is like multi like like Luke and and Ray are like oh Luke, oh like young Luke and young Ray are like interacting together. It's one of those. Oh. Yeah, Anyways, those are I'm, also. I'm, I'm just weird. I'm just gonna say the title because it's great. Okay. Uh, Revenge of the Empire. <laughs>
0: oh, <gosh. laughs> wow.
3: Oh my god, I know that author. <laughs> oh, that-
2: <laughs> you know, Tyler, I fear the day you venture out of AO three and eventually find the stuff that I wrote.
0: It's good. I'll send you I'll send it to you.
2: <laughs> no, it's not good. It's crap. Don't
0: look for it. It's good. It's good. Okay. Um, I'm
1: <laughs> gonna go to what what what's that ancient website called? Fanfic.net. <laughs> It's called the pit.
0: I'm gonna move us on because we <laughs> can get stuck Before in fanfiction.net here. for a long. time that's,
1: that's one what Tyler's for When we back next week,
2: one of these days we're gonna do a Thrawncast episode that is just dumpster diving. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: into fanfiction resources.
3: Yep. Oh, I'm, I'm I've got so a lot of. I've got got a, that.
0: I've got a lot of them. Let me <laughs> tell you.
2: Yeah, um, my
1: fanfics are massive, so <laughs> um, I got some of that out there too. Yes. I mean, let's face it. When you when you see Varys- Gareth Vicarian, I mean, you get a lot of handpicks in your head. <laughs> All
0: right. So, um, they get to uh the base, um, and they meet the mysterious commander, who is none other than the former Karelian Senator Garnbell Iblis. And this is where you. Dun, dun, dun. This is where you insert the GIF <laughs> from Galaxy Quest of Jimon Hansu going, "Who?" <laughs> um, and i like that they sort
3: of i mean if you knew who this character was which of course you don't because this is all brand new in 1990 whatever yeah um they give you all these hints that everything is vaguely Karelian flavored around here
0: right but this okay so um and like the whole like i said last time
4: like the whole thing about like oh he's a mysterious commander and we can't say his name like he seems to be teeing us up for like some great right. reveal like oh my god who is it it's uncle uh you know whatever back from the dead um <laughs> i couldn't think of the guy's name <laughs>
0: actually it's, yeah because he was supposed to have died on Anchoron. um they, he welcomes them to the base, which they call the Peregrine's Nest, which, haha, because the ship was the Peregrine. That's funny. Um, but this is one of the moments when I think it, we were talking about it in last week's episode about how well Zahn sets up things throughout the, this trilogy. Like, he mentioned them slaving the ships together in Niklon, um, to then, you know, so then when we found out about the Katana fleet, we're like, "Oh yeah, shipslaving together. We've seen that, you know, before." Um, I feel like the Heir to the Empire was missing a reference to Bella Bliss, Like, that yeah. either he came up with this plot after he finished writing that book and was it was too late to to drop that in or he just forgot to do it. <laughs>
2: Can
3: we talk yes. about that? I mean, it's something not as egregious that it was, it would have been a one-liner that was in a paragraph that got cut or something yeah. that yeah. didn't get digested properly in the edit cycle, which happens sometimes.
0: Like yeah. it's not
4: as egregious as like J.K. Rowling like stopping to like write an entire book of backstory before she finishes her series, right? But like it's it's less than we've come to expect from Zon.
0: <laughs> yeah, and especially because we there is that passing moment of card. Knowing about the Katana fleet in Air to, the, uh, Air to the Empire, and it's so passing, you don't realize it until Mara's like, Well, tell me about the ships. And you're like, Yeah, and oh, I mean, there's yeah. other
4: stuff that he's set up that, like, you know, we haven't, you know, seen the payoff for. Yet. I feel like, but I, like, it's there. I
0: feel
3: <laughs> like there's cheating. Go ahead. There's like definite gravitas here when we meet Garm mm-hmm. because Han Solo has this moment where he says, It's hard for any curly to forget you, sir. Han said, his numbed brain, noting vaguely in passing that there were very few people in the galaxy who rated an automatic sir. <laughs> <That line. laughs>
4: yeah. I've, line. I've always loved that line. That is yeah. a great line.
3: Like, oh, Han Solo called him sir. Yeah.
2: Oh. Can, can we talk but about... I mean,
4: that right there is like a great... Not only is it like a nice char- bit of characterization for Han, but like it... It shows us right away that this is somebody we should be taking seriously. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. so
4: like in that, like, it's a really good introduction. Oh, yeah.
2: It does everything in just one line.
0: Yeah. Brian. Can,
2: can we talk about fan casting for a second?
0: Yes. yes. So
2: for Garn Baliblis, uh, Papa Adama from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah.
0: There's, there, well, there's that famous fan art that I love from The Essential Guide to Warfare which is a um, group shot of Mon Mothma, Admiral Ackbar, uh, Baylor Organa, and Garnbail Iblis. God, and we want looking, this scene in
2: Rebels so bad. Looking at
0: the Incom uh, T-65 X-Wing. Uh, and I think that's... I think that's what the who they use kind of as the basis for Bell Iblis. Did they use Papa Adama for Belle I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now.
4: Edward uh, James almost is like almost too like grouchy and growly though. Like Bell uh, Iblis like seems I mean, a little uh, more cheerful. See, I always no, read Garn Iblis yeah. is grouchy.
0: At oh, least really? in these yeah. books. At least oh, hey, the there's
3: book. that fan art you were just talking about. The fan way art? to go, Google image search.
2: Which, <laughs> wow! I typed "garm" and it and Google auto pl- auto completed the Bell Iblis.
0: Yeah. Oh, and hey, it's look, almost
2: like Google knows you.
0: And h- look, this this image is attached to an article called "Why the Rebellion Leaders Need to Be in Rebels, uh, on Tashi Station," <laughs> 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 written by Nancy. <laughs> Gee,
1: why Amazing. did that pop up? <laughs> wow! This this is amazingly subtle. Wink.
0: <laughs> Yeah, right?
3: it and is. We have come full circle back to our own website. Yeah, that is. I think that is who they use, <laughs> oh, right?
2: Yeah, I'm looking at that image now. They're totally using Eddie almost for that yeah. as a reference.
0: Yeah. But yeah, gar so um so just regarding the criticism about that it's kind of like dropped in and it's like, oh, you're supposed to know who this person is, and ooh, it's and I, I feel this um this happens a lot in Star Wars where they set up things. And then you're like, am I supposed to know who that person is? <laughs> so this just, this just started a long tradition. But I feel <laughs> like there could have been just a little passing mention, like Card even saying something about like n- not even mentioning his name or just that there's this private army fighting the Empire, you know. So it doesn't just come out of nowhere, but.
4: Or I mean, like you know, Mon Mothma
0: making some, yes, inside like, I mean, about yes. like you know because
4: absent, absent whiny friends.
0: No, her 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 former lover. This is. I mean, what? Wait, <laughs> Listen. Yeah, <what? laughs> I'm not surprised because I knew
4: Nancy shipped that. Yeah, I what? ship it. I ship it hard.
2: Let, let Let's circle back to Private Army. You know what that kind of sounds like?
4: The episode of Star Trek Resistance. No. It That's a private little war. Sorry, yeah, I was trying no, to bring it, it back to Star Trek
0: again. <laughs> kind, it kind of
2: sounds like the Resistance a little bit.
0: Yeah. Bum, oh, bum, bum, yeah. Bum. Um, yeah. I sorry, sorry, Matthew. I, I shipped that, and uh, <laughs> we're we're going to talk I mean, about it, that later. I there are far more apologize. apologies. I mean, I
2: know that there's fic out there where Garm Bell, Iblis and Mon Mothmer are totally having hate relations. Yeah,
0: we're getting <laughs> ahead of ourselves. So that's uh, next
2: week. Yeah, that is
0: next week. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to next
2: week's Tyler hand Actually, fiction I think it's corner. next
0: next book. Um, so anyway, um, they, they, you know, that Eblis uh, welcomes him there. Um, he's like, "We're gonna talk some more, son, or whatever." Um, they they, t- they talk about <laughs>
1: that's like also a next week's. Fan it's great
0: corner. to see a sport. <laughs> they they talk about how like bell Iblis visited han's school
1: <laughs> and, and like han remember-
0: him as an 11 yeah. year old <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was it, it's great it's that's wonderful um so uh peleon arrives to talk to thrawn on the chimera mm-hmm. um we have another moment where peleon enters and then he's like god damn it rook stop that <laughs> and he's like <laughs> Stalking skills must be practiced or lost. Rook feels kind of like messing messing with Paleon
4: is like my favorite running gag of this entire trilogy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rook feels
2: a little like creature the house elf.
4: Yes. (laughs)
3: Except a lot more deadly. Maybe if Paleon just would give him a sock, he
0: would go away. Oh. But yeah, so um, he uh he arrives to talk to him. He, uh, Thrawn is studying the battle over Nukov uh, and realizes that he misjudged Han's next move. And this is where you know he admits that he was wrong. Um, but he but he frames it not as oh I was wrong, but that something else must have come up that was more important.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, so They definitely like were going to go Han, where I said... I just misjudged his, like, order of priorities. Yes, yeah. Or, they, like,
3: there's news that someone has failed to bring me because yeah. if I had all the information, <laughs> I would is have... This
4: not gone. my failure. This is a failure of information. Yeah, <laughs> he's
3: having a Han Solo moment and saying it's not my fault. It is. It's <laughs> not his
0: fault. Um. So Thrawn suspects that they're trying to add to the new Republic military, um. and they... they it they seem to know who bell iblis is or at least thrawn suspects um he knows that someone is out there w- with a private army um and so he when he makes a connection that han being han is Karelian, he's like oh that's why he went to new and ended up going to the commander's base because they're trying to add to their military so that's why he says they were wrong um
4: Projecting a little bit here. He is projecting. You know, he's the one that's trying to beef up the military. He just assumes that everybody else is doing the same thing.
0: Yep. Um, and then um uh who who but who comes into the scene but Matthew's favorite character? Niles, Niles Farrier. Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tyler, Tyler, you unfortunately missed last week when we decided that um instead of Niles Farrier, we're going to picture him as Niles from Frasier in these scenes to make it better. What was uh, Niles'
2: wife in uh, in Frasier? Uh the
0: Daphne. Oh my
4: god.
2: No, not Daphne.
4: No no, 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 the the unseen wife. Um
0: Oh. It was it was BB Newirth, right? Guys hear me? Or no. No, that yeah. was Fraser's no, wife. Oh, we way. can hear you. Yeah, Tyler.
1: Oh, okay. oh my god, what was your I, name? I was talking and I realized that somehow I viewed my microphone. Oh.
0: Is <laughs> now <this laughs> a, we can is hear you. Is this
1: the part where I tell you that I haven't Maris. seen Fraser so I don't know who you're talking about? Oh, oh it it's Maris. Maris.
0: I haven't seen Fraser either, but okay, I know who Nancy Niles is.
2: I'm sorry. Tomorrow we're starting your Cheers and Fraser education.
0: No.
4: <laughs> no. Fra- Fraser is like one of the, the Greatest shows in television for, history. Yeah, seriously. You know what?
1: You know what's? You know what's? Cheer, great show Cheers is, is
4: pretty it. good. Frasier is one of the greatest shows in television history.
2: The ski lodge episode is one of the greatest episodes of comedy television ever.
0: Yes. You just like it because it's set in Seattle.
2: I mean, yeah, I identify with that.
0: And there's a song anyway, about tossed salad Niles's and scrambled eggs. I and that's it. you know, I've never watched it, and I've lived in Seattle
2: for 12 years. <sighs> I should probably get on that.
4: This I the about... it with all of you?
2: <laughs> uh, Amanda, I'm so disappointed in you.
0: Oh. So, uh, yeah, so Niles Ferrier comes into the scene, um, and Thrawn gives him three months to either capture the dreadnoughts, the three dreadnoughts that um, were spotted over Nukov, or to um, give him the precise location of the ships uh <laughs> which this
4: is so weird like <laughs> i mean first off that like i don't know that thrawn would like farm this out to this idiot but also <laughs> that like like again his...
2: this is why i've got him fan I, i'm thinking of niles fraser his <laughs> here <laughs> his means of compelling his his obedience is
4: like giving him a ship that's gonna blow up in three months like Why wouldn't the first thing Niles do is, like, land, (laughs) leave the ship behind, go steal another one, and light out for the unknown regions?
0: I don't know.
2: the ship is Maris.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Oh. What have we done?
2: (laughs) To the three of you who understood that, thank you.
0: (laughs) So, uh, he sends off Niles Farrier to do his bidding, um... And uh, then Paleon shows him the report that he's come to deliver, uh, which is on Kabarak's ship. Um, the ship that has Wookie hairs all over it.
4: Dun, dun, dun. And which you
0: think, oh no, they're going to be found out. Um, but he doesn't immediately think Leia. He thinks that the Wookiees uh, must have imprisoned Kabarak, interrogated him for the past month. Um, and then let him go. And so now Thrawn wants to know what exactly Kabarak told the Wilkies. So
2: this brings up another question, though. How many arguments did Han and Leia have over Chewie shedding in the Falcon?
0: <laughs> <laughs> A lot. Amanda?
3: Um, um, I would say fewer than you would think because they got 3PO, like one of those little Dyson handheld jobs. And like... <laughs> So pretty much somebody is vacuuming that place. I figured they just are,
2: uh, affixed a uh, Roomba unit to R two. Oh, <laughs> this is <laughs> another. Sure
3: you
0: have
4: have,
2: like uh, the R2 trip is to Bespin.
3: <laughs> I'm sure they spent time like working on the air scrubbers to where the hair would get sucked up into some sort of filter thing and shut out the airlock.
0: But you've given a lot of thought to this. <laughs> I mean, it's no, my head no. Canon,
3: I spend like, no time at all thinking about the trip to Bespin. Never.
4: I was going to say it's my head big. canon that that trip took like six months because they're at sublight speed. So like, there would have been time.
0: <laughs> Look, uh, they're at
4: sublight speed, and it's the only <laughs> explanation at least for two Luke or three being months, so, so good yeah. at Jediing. Aww. But anyway, like I like this moment because it, um, you know, again, like Thrawn is drawing the wrong conclusion but it's the most like reasonable and logical conclusion yeah. like given the information that he has
0: especially so because
4: like, expe- he's not omnipotent but he's not an idiot either
0: yeah especially because in heir to the empire there were so many instances where he just figured it out right away like you know this sw- the people 4.3
4: seconds took to Transfer (laughs) from the ship and back again and clearly it was these people and I am brilliant.
0: Yeah, this this is that same type of logic, but a lot But real. Yeah, real. (laughs) And also he's using logic, but he comes up with the wrong thing, which you just know that when he finds out the truth, it's gonna be bad. (laughs) So bad. So um he orders a demonstration of their power, not actual destruction, for now. I love how Paleon's like, should we destroy uh anything? Yeah,
4: like, how how impressive do you want yeah. this demonstration yeah. <laughs> to be? Like, what's the body count yeah. estimate on this? Like
0: three thousand, five
4: thousand, none? Yeah. <laughs> oh, none? All right.
0: All right, cool. That's that works. Um, so we start chapter 12 with Leia in the bakehouse. Uh, she's I just- feel so bad for her at the beginning of this chapter. She's six months pregnant
3: yeah. with twins. <laughs> she's waking up on the floor of a place that smells amazing and divine. She realizes that these people... Uh, part of how they treat their princess is they don't feed her. So she's starving. She's smelling all of these fresh baked goods, that wonderful smell of a bakery in the morning, and rips open a ration bar. Yeah.
2: I I mean, if Leia were to murder everybody within the general three-mile vicinity of her, I don't think any court would convict. No. (laughs)
0: Yeah. No. Um, I, yeah, I, I like that, um, she has to describe the smell as like the Ewok fires on Endor because again, <laughs> also like camping on
3: Alderaan because again, so you're like,
0: Oh, nostalgia for the original trilogy! Oh, my heart!
3: Yeah, you have
4: to relate
0: <laughs> everything to the Ochi. Um, yeah.
4: like I've never smelled wood smoke except on Endor, <laughs>
0: yeah. I like the remo- camping,
4: yeah. I, I mean, th- if you're Luke Skywalker, that's probably true.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
4: well, Luke didn't know what a tree was until Return of the Jedi.
0: Oh, no. Dagobah. They had oh, trees right. on Dagobah. <laughs>
4: That's true.
3: And Yavin. And swamps. And Yavin. I, what, I I have this feeling that Luke landed on Dagobah and he didn't have the vocabulary for where he was. No. Like, like <laughs> well, I don't think he knew the okay. word swamp.
0: They, they, he, he went to school on Tatooine. Did he, though? <laughs> he did. Swamp. Did he, he? Yes, he did, Matthew. Do we Matthew. have confirmation of that? Yes, we do. Are we sure? In my head, yes. And,
3: but he, I don't think the textbooks okay. covered swamps. It is not canon
0: He's not a that
4: yokel. Luke went to school on Tatooine. It he is, is so canon that he thought going for power converters would be the highlight of his week. And it is canon that he shot rats for
2: fun. He's Luke, so, Luke the slack, jaughty yokel. Okay, I'm
4: <laughs> listen, I'm
3: going I'm, I'm I'm to turn I'm this podcast around. And gifted with a ton of potential. I'm really not saying that Uncle he didn't Owen live up to that potential. Like... like when he escaped his hometown in Kansas, I mean Tatooine. Listen. But Listen. you really
4: think Uncle Owen was like big on like book learning? No, but He'd he been, like, had an, no, an get aunt. Out, get out in the fields, boy. He had an aunt. Yeah, but she just like rolled over. For no, she
3: did part. not. <laughs> I'm sure he learned math and like reading Listen. and stuff, but I Listen. don't think he learned about swamps.
4: Lucas, did re- he learn
0: reading? Did he? Yes, he did. <laughs>
3: he could read. <laughs> he Luke is really read, read you know, read out from the, the cockpit me. of that X-wing. He could read.
0: <laughs> Luke is really smart. Okay, and He's street smart.
3: <laughs> yes, but we're not. <laughs> there were, were streets Tatooine on Tatooine. Education system might have failed this very smart boy, and he didn't get a real education on things until he left.
0: <laughs> and that just proves how smart he is. That he went into the rebellion and just you know caught up with everyone I would just like you're
3: not disparaging Luke we're disparaging Tatooine I would like to point out I was
4: disparaging Luke a little but just to annoy Nancy I'm sure he knew how to read but I also (laughs) think that maybe his education on Tatooine wasn't all it could have been And I I don't I'm not
0: saying (laughs) it was a good education I'm just saying that he had an education (laughs) okay (laughs) so I would just like to point out that even though Luke is not in these chapters, we've still managed to talk about him for the past few minutes. <laughs> Nancy, we've met you. I know, right? So I apologize again for yelling too loud. Brian had to tell me to be quiet.
2: <laughs> the, the levels got pegged for about 30 seconds there, and I couldn't turn the mixer down enough to
0: fix it. Hey, shut up, okay? <laughs> this is a very important conversation. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all actually
1: the, all sorts of fun things about like marriage right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, so uh,
2: everybody, marriage is all about uh, equalization and compressors and uh, <laughs> treble, bass, and mids. Great, this is a great metaphor. Let's explore this. <laughs> no. I'm actually. I'm actually. Let, pseudo- let's actually not. <laughs> I'm actually really impressed, Nancy, that uh, you, you pegged the meter there because I turned your gain all the way down and these microphones are actually designed to suppress all that.
3: I'm flicking them off. <laughs> you cannot suppress Nancy's love for Luke Skywalker.
0: Exactly. Exactly. All right. Moving on. <laughs> so um i i like amanda uh, i i like the reminder that leia hasn't eaten in a while (laughs) because it's also Also the
4: reminder that she's pregnant yeah because it's like oh yeah (laughs)
0: remember she's pregnant um
4: the first one we get i hope she doesn't
0: have to stay on for very long because i don't think they know how to birth human babies and and it's clearly they don't know how to feed people. No,
3: <laughs> and they like, lock them in with the smell of night. baking bread, and then don't let them eat the fresh <laughs> bread. Make them eat stale like, ration bar in their pocket. This is
0: reminding me of when the there used to be a Marina Bread Factory in downtown Orlando, and it was the most amazing place to drive by every day i mean that was just on leia's
4: own initiative she woke up she was hungry she ate a rash pack it's not like she went looking for the nogari and they like slapped her hand away from the the tray of sweets
3: (laughs) they might they made her (laughs) sleep on the floor of the bakery where all she could do was smell the baking bread but it was her idea to go there I still say they should have said, and help yourself to a loaf of bread if you get hungry. That's all I'm saying. It's poor hospitality. I don't know if I would. Okay, but considering.
4: You know what's more important than hospitality?
0: Honor. (laughs) Oh my god!
1: Okay, Zuko.
0: Oh my god! Oh my (laughs) god! Wait, oh my god, I just had a realization. Their planet's name is Honorger. Yeah. I. Honor. Honorger.
3: You never oh saw that god. before? No. <laughs> I got I saw that at the beginning and I was like, Oh, that's kinda lame, oh but god. okay. Oh
4: my god. Honor. Honoring the thing. <laughs> like, Honor like, I was, I was already it. annoyed that she's called the like the matriarch. <laughs> I, I, okay, I hate um... like alien words that are suspiciously similar to, to human <laughs> words. Like, yeah, she's the matriarch. We get it. You don't need to like change a couple letters and make it sound like that. But oh god that's awful this is like this is
0: like when i realized that the wild card was a pun (laughs) you you've got you you've you've all heard that realization real time people we got
2: to we got to make that that realization for someone yesterday and was great corner pun
1: pack
0: (laughs) pun pack (laughs) um so anyway, yeah, I, I I would like to point out that I don't know if Leia would want to eat any of the nookri goods, considering what we uh, later learn of their planet and how gross it is, and that they can only grow this little like comb grass. I don't think that whatever food they have there tastes very good.
3: Probably not, but it smells good cooking. But you're right, <laughs> and
0: also when you're pregnant,
3: like well, it's sometimes- all important. It's all There's imported food. Whole, like they say, it that. doesn't matter how yeah, good something right. smells. You you have like a few safe foods that you know that if you eat them, <laughs> they're gonna stay in your stomach. <laughs> and she probably doesn't want to barf all over the no grease either.
2: <laughs> Amanda, you're scaring me now.
0: <laughs>
4: no, but they say they say a little later in this chapter that all their food is imported, that oh, they have to buy it from the Empire. Right.
0: Oh yeah. So because, they like because they're jerks.
4: Yeah, they've got like, you know, the finest Bread flour from, uh, you know Yavin or wherever I don't know.
0: Yavin's <laughs> not probably, an Imperial. Probably not hit. Yavin,
4: but you know somewhere.
0: Um. So she leaves and goes to talk to the Matrak who's uh, passing three PO on the way, who's telling a story to the nogri children, and Leia muses that she Again, hopes,
4: just like Return of the Jedi. Yeah, she
0: hopes that he um doesn't. Waddle waddle. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> She hopes he doesn't talk too badly about Darth Vader while telling the story, which I thought was He remembers not to vilify Darth Vader.
2: Sorry, Nooch Vader.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm imagining the Ewok grabbing Han's leg right now. Oh, Oh, the advent of the therapy Ewok right there. Oh, Oh. yeah. So um, they discuss her family, why she trusts Chewbacca, and why she's come to Hanager. Um. The matriarch is basically really worried about helping Leia and sowing discord among her people as it was in the past. I really liked this part because it wasn't just flat out the matriarch saying we don't want to help you um, because she does want to help her. But she knows that not enough people distrust the Empire. And if they have arguments among their people, they're going to have problems like they had in the past. And I I thought it was very relatable and understandable. Um, And, you know, Leia Leia can kind of understand where they're coming from. And she's like, all right, we will leave. Um, And it's like it shows like,
4: you know it's not necessarily the benevolent side of the empire but like a nice side effect of the empire being there is that like the clan wars have stopped and the nobri yeah. have stopped killing each other yes the empire takes all their children and you know sends them out to do their killing for them
0: but, but like they couldn't ha- afford
3: to feed them if they stayed home anyway right yeah. and like ha- how peaceful
0: yeah and leia and leia has this guilt because she knows that whatever happened on the planet was Partially the Rebel Alliance's fault, especially if it was if it was one of the older ships that malfunctioned and caused all the destruction because that was the ships they were using. In the Which Rebel is Alliance. a
4: nice detail. I yeah. enjoyed that.
0: Um, and I I like that the Matriarch knows that the Empire is using them. Um, you know she's yeah, not she's, naive. She wasn't born
4: yesterday. <laughs> yeah,
0: but she also knows that you know it's it's a lot more complicated and. Leia is starting to realize that the New Republic is going to have to be able to give them something really big or like p- give them promises that they will help them. And um, in- if they're going to win their allegiance, it's not just going to well, be and- easy. And she, she has like
3: super extra guilt about it because
0: right. when in the description
3: of all of the horrible things that happen, she deduces that it had to be a rebel ship that crashed that caused this.
0: Yeah. Because
3: yeah. Only the kinds of toxic things they're talking about are not present in newer models of ships of war. And funny thing at the beginning of the rebellion, it was all surplus and things that were coming out of mothballs and all this old toxic stuff. So Wait, she that's is what I was sure that
4: was, that was the detail that I liked that they, they only used like crappy ships at the beginning yeah. of the rebellion. Cause that was all they could get their hands on.
0: Yep. And yeah, and that's stayed true in canon, pretty much. <laughs> they they get old ships and ships they can steal. Excuse um, me, why
4: wings are awesome?
0: Ha- okay. <laughs> so um, Leia Leia agrees to leave because she doesn't want to make trouble for the matrix or the or her family, um, which I thought was you know a really good uh character point for Leia, um, because even though the uh you know earning the trust of the no and. Getting them off her back is obviously super important. She's not going to put the whole species at risk for it because Leia is, you know, Leia's like that. Like a genuinely <laughs> decent human being. She is a genuinely decent human being. Um, of course, right then is when another shuttle starts flying towards the village from oh, no! the Chimera. Bom,
2: no. No.
0: And we get to end this week on a cliffhanger. No. Yay! Woohoo. And if you think this cliffhanger is bad, just wait for the one in two weeks. It's a doozy. And it's the last one before our hiatus. So <laughs> I was
1: gonna say that's gonna be for a while, don't yep. we? <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. so excited <laughs> about
0: that. So yeah, those are our four chapters for the uh, for the week. Very Leia-heavy. As I said last week, uh, this book is making up for uh, the lack of Leia in Heir to the Empire. Big a time. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. This is helping. Yeah. This is helping. Yeah. Amanda, what... Of course, what, it would be really nice if Han
3: and Leia were in the same place for more than like a page.
0: Okay. But you've read Legends, and you know that doesn't happen ever. That doesn't happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no one can write them together, so they just... Split the party permanently in the new canon. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <You're> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was right there.
4: He wasn't really split so much as like run through. Oh,
0: I didn't oh. mean it that way.
4: <laughs> I know, but I had to go
0: there. <laughs> oh, so poor, I'm the worst. poor Amanda is distraught now. <laughs> yes, I have a sad. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, would you like to talk about Leia in these chapters? I love that she's just
3: at peak sass <laughs> in these chapters. She, she I mean, she's ordering Chewy around. She's six months pregnant trying to manhandle a Wookiee, which is amazing. Um, and then she walks into this meeting and she's like, oh, right. Put on my royal hat, turns into Princess Leia and is super imperious and orders people around and makes everyone feel inferior. And then it's still like, yeah, I'll sleep on the floor of your bakehouse, whatever. Like <laughs> this is, this is, this is a lot of who Leia is crammed into just a few chapters. Yep.
0: Um, Brian thoughts.
2: I really like that. Uh, this set of chapters in the last few chapters were showing the sort of the cracks in Thrawn's armor that, um, he is, he isn't infallible that he can make mistakes and i and um the stuff in the last few chapters are stuff you should remember yeah moving forward and moving into uh the last command
0: yep uh tyler yes thoughts on this these four chapters
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> i um I really liked them. Um, <laughs> I'm just I, I, there's not much to say. I just I'm I'm I'm
0: I'm glad that you're continuing to like them though.
1: No. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, I'm really happy that I decided to jump on and read these books because they're fantastic and like this only continues that that thread.
2: Tyler, after yeah. we're yeah. done here, I'm gonna make a personal appeal to you to read the X-wing books next. <laughs> Well, yeah. I've been listening to uh, to Rogue Podron. so uh,
0: been reading them in spirit.
2: Yeah, you know,
0: we're uh, sorry but... for the
2: next episode of Rogue Padron you hear. By the
1: way,
3: yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait.
1: <laughs> but but I love when you guys get started. <laughs> uh,
0: Matthew, final thoughts?
4: Um. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Brian. I like that you know Thrawn is shown here not to be infallible. Um the stuff with Bell Oblis is kind of weak as we as we discuss, but the Leia stuff is all really good. It's good character stuff for Leia. Um I like, you know, sort of the politics and the ras- rationalization around, you know, her negotiations with the matriarch. Um I liked the the Thrawn and Paleon stuff. I liked Paleon's like shock <laughs> that Thrawn was wrong. That was cute. Um and there's his a distinct lack. There's a distinct lack of Akbar, which is which is a shame. A lot um,
1: <laughs> Oh,
4: <laughs> oh no! Um, and I'm so angry about. I'm so angry about Honiger. Um I'm sorry. That makes me. But um,
0: <laughs> I thought you would like yeah, that. No,
4: it's, it's it's really good stuff.
0: I thought that would be something you'd get out the David Caruso sunglasses gift for. Yeah. It's. <laughs>
4: it's fine when you do it in jest when you put it in a <laughs> book like that no can't be serious about these kind of things
0: uh, timothy zahn <laughs> is famous for his bad puns so,
4: I... so. anyway yeah
0: good stuff <laughs> yeah i um these chapters are there that <laughs> luke isn't in them <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a, I'm a one issue reader.
4: <laughs> you might say you were looking for something you didn't find. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yep, there's the there's the Caruso sunglasses.
2: You're fired. You.
0: Although, yeah! <laughs> although I don't, I, I although I wish his introduction had more of a buildup and that it wasn't just like, oh, we're supposed to know who you are, Garbella Bliss. Um, he does end up being one of my uh, favorite characters um so i i'm i'm glad to see him here and i'm looking forward to you know catching up more with his story um and just re- it's reminding me again of how much i wish that he would be in rebels and i know it's not going to happen because saw Guerrero has basically taken over that role um but still i i love garm and can't wait for tyler to learn more about him because he's awesome so, yeah. I'm
1: excited.
4: I have different thoughts about Garm. but
1: we'll
0: oh, we're going to fight.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just remember Nancy ships it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, thank you all. We, for-
1: really need to, we really need to have another podcast that's just like na- what Nancy ships.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's just all of the ships. Dear
1: God, there is unlimited material there.
0: But, I mean, exactly. But like, really, think of, there's, thing
1: of, think of the rainings.
0: There's only a few of them. There's only a few major ones: Luke and Mara, Korin and Mirax. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Wedge and a Yeah. Actually, what if
1: what if what if Nancy shifts was Finn. just dramatic readings of fanfics? <laughs> oh my gosh, I want no. this so badly now.
2: Actually, speaking of that, this is a great segue. Uh, you should listen to the Thrawn era uh, to Rogue Padron. Because Nancy and I did a dramatic reading of a little <laughs> bit of fan fiction that we wrote. Yeah, we did. Set oh, to God. very cheesy 80s music, and you, that will show up in feeds tomorrow.
3: Oh, oh dear. We Was also... it the one I think it is?
2: Uh, let's just put no, it this way. we wrote it. Let's just put it this way. We used Mike and the Mechanics in the Living Years as background music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is uh, this the fic I've read? No. this is We wrote it specifically for this episode. Oh,
2: it's
3: new material. This oh, is yeah,
2: debut. That's... This is debut. <laughs> Brand debut new material. Debut
0: specifically Exclusive. bad fiction. And you know
2: you should listen to Rogue Podrin because we shamelessly stole this format from them.
0: And we did. And Card was in the last book, and we got to inform Meg that Card's name was pronounced Card, <laughs> and blow her Where did mind. You think it was? Cardi. Cardi. Uh, Cardi.
4: Cardi. Yeah. Cardi. Yeah. Cardi.
0: Cardi. Cardi. <laughs> So yeah, thanks everyone for joining us again for another episode. The Thrawncast is a Tashi Station podcast, and this episode has been brought to you in part by her universe and by you, our Patreon subscribers. You can find us all on Twitter with the handles Tashi underscore station, Nancy Pants at Nancy with an I, Lane Winry, MR Bowers, Man of the Ginger, and Cyberpunk Warlock, that's Warlock with a K. You can find all of our columns and news at Toshi-Station.net. Tune in next week when Luke finally meets his secret admirer Jorusebiot. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so long.
1: Goodbye.
0: A bromance
3: for the ages. No, it's not. I do not his ship it. Se- <laughs> his
1: do, secret admirer. I said
3: <laughs> bromance.
1: <laughs> when there's a rom, when there's a bromance, there's fanfic.